Welcome to season two of Between the Sheets. Thank you for checking out our podcast version of the show. Between the Sheets airs at 7 p.m. Pacific on Mondays at twitch.tv slash critical role. And our Twitch channel subscribers can watch our shows before they hit YouTube and our podcast network. New episodes are uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Wednesdays. So make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss a single episode this season. Thank you so much for supporting Between the Sheets and Critical Role. I've been friends with Logic, or Bobby, as he introduces himself, for a few years now. He's at a really interesting and matured place in his life and career, and I wanted to have a conversation about where he is now and what's to come. We talk about his upcoming book, feature film, money, fame, and walking away from social media to reset. He's a great guy with a powerful message, perspective, and sense of humor. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Logic today on Between the Sheets. Bobby, yeah. Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. Yes. Thanks for joining me, dude. Thank you. We're drinking Godfathers today. Godfathers. Never had one. It's only fitting. Let me know how you like it. Wow. Holy pretty shit. Good. Pretty good, amazing. right? Yeah. Because you just drink scotch mostly, yeah, right? Because you just, you just started drinking... A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. You avoided it for a long time. Long time. Were you afraid that you were going to turn like, into me? No. My parents. Yeah. Yes, because my mom was like uh, alcoholic and drug addict and my dad as well. So it was in my blood. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had like drank when I was younger in high school, but I would like fall asleep right away. So I never mm-hmm. felt the effects or anything like that. I did smoke weed for a while, but that made me super paranoid, like insanely. You were already having anxiety? Well, no, because I mean... It was pre that? Yeah. Like it was like I was still a teenager. So I was in mm-hmm. high school thinking I was Snoop Dogg. And, you know, all my friends being like, what the fuck? Stop being a bitch. Can I, can I say fuck? You can say whatever you want, okay. except for the stuff that I told you you can't. <laughs> okay, got it. Cool. But yeah, you can cuss. So just don't talk about your negative bank account. Don't talk about me at all. Don't tell anyone um, anything you know about me. Okay. That's the only rule that you can't do is tell anyone uh, any of my secrets. Yeah. But when I was like 27, that's when I started smoking weed again because I had insane anxiety, mm-hmm. like horrible mm-hmm. derealization where you feel like you're out of your body and I yeah. was experiencing it and you knew what that was like and that was super hard. And uh, I just was like, man, what if like I truly used weed as like a medical, like a medicinal thing? And I tried it and it started to ease my anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I realized it was more, it was less about actually uh, like the substance in se- itself and it was about the mentality having like that I had with it. And it, uh, I was always a like a power thing. Like I, I was scared to smoke because I needed to be in control. Mm-hmm. And when you smoke weed, you're kind of letting control go and you're like, whoa, man, this is crazy, man. And I was never like, couldn't be like Tommy Chong. I was like, nah, like I need to be in control. Right. And when I learned to really let it go and just kind of enjoy it, and also microdosing. So, yeah, not going overboard. Yeah, just right taking away. a little pull mm-hmm. and then realizing like, wow. And then away from the substance is like, if I feel anxiety or anxiousness or whatever, I'm just like, it's cool. You're in control, just calm down. Mm-hmm. A big thing of it, though, was balance. I was just working too hard. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure out. That's the biggest thing, right? The balance. Because yeah. you have to figure it out with this in moderation. Yeah. You got to figure it out in work. Yeah. 
the biggest balance was like personal life, personal and work, like, cause I would work all the time. Cause I love what I do, right? You know, so as a musician and a writer, like I love it. So I want to do it all the time. And even though my heart is willing, I have to give my body like a break. It's mm. very important. You brought up your parents and a lot of times, <laughs> don't do that. Don't look straight into the camera. We're gonna cut all that out. I'm gonna add some like bunny ears. I'm gonna add a Snapchat filter to it. Damn, that's fucking good. It's good, right? If you want another one, let me know. Gosh, 20 bucks and we'll get you. All right, phone. you got it. Speaking of your work ethic and your parents, a lot of people get their, they learn, cause you have a very strong work ethic. And a lot of people learn that from watching the example of their parents. Your parents weren't necessarily a shimmering, shining example in, in many regards in that way. So where did the work ethic come from? It's funny, like I always think that it's the same reason, like, so in my household, it was like drugs and domestic abuse and violence. And, um, you know, you could look at me and be like, oh, like I look however I look. But the truth is, is like I've shot guns and run around with people and dumb, done stupid shit. Yeah. Nothing that I like can look in the mirror and like truly like regret. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, nothing like that. But um, that's all that I saw. And my parents weren't really, you know, they didn't set a good example. And I think it was like if I saw my mother being beaten by a man, it was like, oh, well, that's not how you treat a woman, right, you know what I mean? Right. Or if I see people, you know, really ruining their lives because of drugs and alcohol, I'm like, oh, like don't, that's, you don't overdo it. So it was like a weird voice inside of me that was kind of just like a, I don't know, like a narrator of like, don't do this. Where right. other people would see it and, and that would be like an example set. Like, oh, it's okay, we can do this mm -hmm. and that and treat women X, you know, X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. But I just saw it differently. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, where do you think that morality distinction came for you because like you said most people who grow up around that sort of end up taking on those same kind of behaviors but you immediately at a young age were like no this is not the i think it's because like, you saw the effect probably, yeah i right? definitely saw the effect but i also saw how it affected me because i've always wanted to i've always always wanted a family and children and this like these are things that i'm excited to have and do and be a part of and experience as a man but like i just knew because i was the child like being abused or witnessing abuse like, oh, I would never want to make anyone feel like that. Mm. It was weird. Like, you call it God, energy, the universe, whatever. But it was this thing, this, like, voice that was like, D you know, don't do that. I mean, yeah. I still did stupid shit, but, like, <laughs> not like that. Yeah, you weren't going around beating people up and yeah. stuff like that. I can see, like, the joke. Like, you want to <laughs> say something, dude? I'm saving them up. I'm saving them up. So you came into, you, you not the kind of money that I have, but you came into some money, you know, mid, mid to late 20s. Yeah. What's the most ridiculous thing that you've spent money on now that you have it? It's crazy. So it's only recently, and it was a Bronco. I spent 250,000 cash, 1967 Bronco, fully restored inside. So that was post, yeah, restoration. You didn't pay that and then. No, it was like, was it, was already, it already looked amazing. It was like great. <clears throat> and it was just in, in perfect. Perfect condition and I love it and it's really it's really dope. But I also saw it as, you know, there's still money in that. So if I ever want to sell it, like, you know, I have that, which is really nice. And then this Rolex, <clears throat> which is funny because I bought that for yourself. I bought yeah, I bought it for myself when I was up for the Song of the Year award at the Grammys. And I was like, man, I'm gonna go to the Grammys, I'm gonna wear a suit, and I've always wanted a Rolex forever. I've been able to afford a Rolex for a long time. But I was like, why? Like, I don't really need to do it. Blah, yeah. blah. And there was two reasons that I did it. One, because it's like, man, this is a momentous occasion. It's something I'm always going to remember. And like, hey, why not? And then two, I can give it to my son whenever I have kids. That's so it's true. like an heirloom. So I, I'm really weird. I don't spend a lot of money, like, 
it was, I'm always like, man, should I do this or should I do that? And my friends are like, you're rich, motherfucker. Are you serious? Like, yeah, live <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah, live yeah. a little bit for sure. That's that's a thing. So I've been spending a little bit of money, kind of, you know, but it's always slight shit. It's not like insane. It's not crazy. It's more so like things like experiences. Like I feel bad even when I buy clothes, you know, because I, I don't know. I'm just because you go, you look at the price tag and you go, I don't know if I yeah. need to spend this on a. Well, I bought Yeezys. I bought two pair of Yeezys and it was like 10 grand. Exactly, you know, and it's like, oh my God, you spent $10,000 on shoes. But in my mind, I was like, that's so stupid forever. I was like, why would somebody spend that much money, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, it's something I always wanted. And Ooh. I don't owe anybody a fucking explanation. No, but it's, you don't. A, it's an internal thing. Because like broke Bobby's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I'm trying to eat. I'm eating powdered eggs and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. buying $10,000 shoes. But then I'm looking at my account, like, and like respectfully, I'm looking at it like, man, you deserve this, dude. You work hard. We're talking about your tattoos, yeah, and you have a pretty interesting list of things that you're sort of a fan of, as far as like movies and TV. You got mm -hmm. Cowboy Bebop, you love Interstellar, you love Tarantino movies, obviously all that stuff. Yeah, what is it about those types of stories? Like, let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. Like, yeah. huge impact on your life. Yep, you have little tattoo, yellow spike. You obviously got to work with Steve and Mary mm -hmm. and you know them now. And like, what what was it about Cowboy Bebop that got you? Uh, I kind of looked up to this guy when I was younger. He was like an older kid by a few years. And I was probably like 11. And um, I just was so amazed by his like talent. He was a writer and he would write and he would draw. Mm. And he would draw these incredible characters. And I was like so jealous. I was like, I wish I could do that. So I started drawing like Dragon Ball Z characters and shit and all this stuff and watching Cowboy Bebop. And he kind of introduced me to it. And I was like, I want to be creative. I want to be able to come up with stories about space and travel and bounty hunters and, you know, anything. It was just something that a at a young age like really triggered and just hit me and was like, yo, like you can do this. You can have fun and you can create things. Um, and yeah. So this is sort of a reminder for you of of the inspiration that those things yeah. has had on your life. Yeah, I mean honestly, like that's one thing, like, you know, I'll post I'll post uh like this one right here. It's Bobby Boy, mm -hmm. it's the it's my production company logo. The reason I got this little guy, right? This is me at like five years old, five to eight years old. Mm -hmm. All right. And he's saying, You can do anything you want, like no matter what in the world. And imagine all the insecurities that you could have about yourself, right? Like truly, like like not even in a joking manner, like serious insecurities, whatever they could be. Um, you know, you could think you're too fat, too skinny, you're bald, you're uh, poor, you're, you know, not mm -hmm. a good lover, you're this, like, right, right. But yeah. like, there's all these things. And imagine writing them down on a list. And then someone shows you a picture of yourself as a child and says, okay, now read that list to that kid. Mm. And so like, that's why I wow. got this because he's telling me like, no matter what, like you can, he's full of imagination. Yeah. There's no telling him that there isn't, you know, there isn't anything forward. So I got that. It's a reminder of innocence too, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And but that's what I love. And people, you know, they'll, they'll say whatever they want, but the, the truth is, is like, I get tattoos because I love them. Mm. And I'm surrounded by all oh, the thing, Ready Player One and Currents, the Tame album, What For, Tor Imwa, Akira, Cowboy Bebop, The Goonies. The reason I got this is because it's the one of the first films I ever remember as a child. Watching, yeah. Yeah, and that it was amazing. Salad Days, Mike DeMarco, Sinatra's signature. The time I went to, to Tokyo, I have Kill Bill, which is the first film that really got me into hip hop because RZA did the score. Right. Uh, Ultra 85, which is an album I've been working on for 90,000 years.
four years ago, mm-hmm. your first like actual album came out. Yeah. Four years ago, not that long. Yeah, I know. I, it's weird because it feels like fucking forever. It does. Obviously, a lot in your life has changed since then. Yeah, definitely. But what's the biggest changes outside of all the stuff that we're that we've talked about and that we know money success fame the biggest change the biggest change period is uh physical and mental health and happiness that Mm. is the number one i used to like drive myself into the ground working on music for 18 hours and not eating and not the, and just like stupid shit like that, you know, and, and so focused on others. And cause that's a big thing that I've truly freed myself from is social media and like um, what the public thinks because it's scary. Like everyone wants to be loved. It's just true. You want to be loved. You want to be accepted. If, if I'm accepted by this group, then they'll, then I can accept myself. Like that's what it really all comes down to like happiness and right. personal, like it's insane. So I, but I think the biggest thing is like I quit smoking you know, and I understand now what matters most and my health and my happiness is the, the most important. It's just period. It's the most important thing. Yeah, when I met you, you were eating like one meal a day and it was like McDonald's. And yeah, I was eating like shit. Grinding in the studio. Yeah, I remember there was a time when I would drink seven cans of Coke a day and I fucking was pissing blood and had to go to the hospital. Like crazy. Yeah, that's kidneys. Yeah, and it's just bad. And it's, I was a young, I was <clears> like, well, then I was like 23. But it's like, you're just an idiot. You think you're gonna live forever. And- oh, I drank a 12 pack of Mountain Dew a day when I was playing Call of Duty and, Dude, you know. It's insane. Talking shit to 12 year olds. But you think, you think you're gonna live forever. You right. don't think about it. You don't really right. think about tomorrow. You, you expect it to come. And then you get older and people you love like pass away and you just start seeing shit for what it really is. And you're like, well, this is crazy. Yeah. And, but I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Like working out has been amazing, and um, and even just taking a break too. Like, but not see a break for me is still like making like three songs a week. Like, yeah, a break is you may not be going anywhere. Yeah, but you're still working. Yeah, no it's, matter what. Yeah, because that's who I am. But it's more so traveling. Like I I hate traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people can be like, what? Like, how could you hate traveling, bro? You get to see the world. But no, it's like I get to see green rooms and hotel rooms. Yeah, you get to see the yeah yeah the airport. Like, like, that's it. And after a long time, it can become stressful and fucking make you depressed. Well, most of the time, too, what people don't understand, and this goes back to the conversation about social media, is that the snippets that we see of someone's life online is often not really an accurate representation. So if you're in London doing a show or whatever else, it's not like you get to hang out in London for two weeks or yeah, no. wherever else. You have to go in, go out. Plus, while you're there, you probably have 15 interviews. You got to talk to yeah, douchebags like me 100%. the whole it's day. Annoying. And then, yeah, super annoying. And then you have to get on a plane or a bus and go somewhere else right away. Yeah. So you don't get to like really savor and enjoy those vacations unless you have time off and you choose to take one. Yeah, that's why I've been like not on social media as much because like I, I used to kind of I, if there was other artists that would like take hiatuses and then come back when they had an album, I almost felt like, fuck that person. Like they're only coming back to their fans to try to like promote an album album, and that's it and then they're out. But the truth is, is like I spent my entire career, you know, pretty much a decade, the last 10 years, like on Twitter and Instagram every day, all the time, doing multiple things for them and engaging and this and that. And now it's at a point where I, I just literally can't even do that anymore. Um, because now it's like, you don't even know who the true fans even are anymore. Because it's like a yeah. household name. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to the music and the content and make this for the fans and go on tour and see the fans there and do fun private events and little gigs for them and and, and do that. And so I'm using it more so as a as a way to still stay in touch and connect with, with fans regarding social media. But it's like, dude, I don't check my phone when I wake up. Mm. It's amazing. I don't check mm. my phone a thousand times throughout the day. 
Um, and it makes me, it's just so freeing. Like I spend my time reading or writing or with loved ones or my dogs. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it was a few months ago, I feel like you, you made that transition. Yeah. Was there a specific incident or was yeah, it just it like, was, you know it, what, I was to I'm the ready. point every single time I got on social media, I was, I was sad and I didn't mm. really realize I was depressed. I mean, imagine every time you go, somebody calls you a bitch or a faggot or an right. asshole or you're ugly or you're terrible or you're bald or, you know, your relationships don't work out or da 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 X, Y, Z. It's like, dude, that's fucking sucks. Constant. That Constant. sucks, bro. Like yeah. every single time you log on to something, it's about how you're not good enough. You're not ad adequate enough. Uh, do this, don't do this. And even like positive comments are still like berated with negativity. For example, backhanded like comments. Yeah, it's like it's like, oh, I really like that song. Do more of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, what? or it's like, oh, this song is great. It's the first one I've liked that you've done in the last five years since yeah. you stopped doing mixtapes or whatever. But it's but, like, oh, know. but you're still listening to all that music like it's, mm -hmm, a, it's so it's mm -hmm. like a it's like a weird but then you got to take it out of it because i go and i'm like i want this kid to like me and they're 14 eating you know drinking 12 mountain dews <laughs> right Xbox right and yeah shit. and you're like what and you just have to separate it but it's because we're in such an era of like connectivity that they feel like 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 the consumer feels like they own and rule uh the artist like the artist like they're a mm -hmm, king and mm -hmm. we're the jester and they're like do this and this is what we like and what we don't like but the fact of the matter is alan watts the late great philosopher said anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are mm. so it's like i create the music for like-minded individuals who enjoy it not people who don't right and that's not yeah. that's what a lot of people don't understand like whether there's viewers here that just don't like my fucking face or yours or this or that they're still watching and they're still making us money so True. if we keep doing us they're gonna, you know, keep providing, and even deep down, a lot of a lot of like hate is truly internal. I know it sounds kind of like uh, cliche or corny, but it's like a lot of negativity that we uh, are given is more so people who aren't aren't satisfied with themselves, and they see you in your great position, you know, um, hosting the show and all the endeavors that you're a part of, and they're like, I could do it better than that, and if I had that, I would. But the fact of the matter is, they're fucking watching from home. Yeah, those negative people, and you're here, and that's why mm -hmm. they say those hurtful things mm -hmm. to you or me or anyone in the in the public eye. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Do you feel? When you go into the studio now, mm -hmm. post sort of giving up on that social media anxiety, and yeah. there's a bunch of, I've been reading articles for months about the connections between depression and anxiety and people constantly yeah. checking that stuff and then being ruled by the numbers and all the bullshit. But do you feel when you go into the studio, that stuff isn't in your head as much anymore? You're able to focus on the it's song you want to make versus the song yeah. they want you to make? It's definitely not. Especially when you have a hit record that's like a, like for a generation, like with 1-800, it's like insane. Mm. And then me touring that and talking about suicide and depression for a year can make you fucking feel like killing yourself. It's I was going to say, did you get to a point doing that song and all that stuff? Because it's, 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 it's super weird. Because I remember going to your studio and you playing me that song yeah. before everybody came out. I'm like, well, this is dope. This is a great, yeah. this is a nice little... Uh, you know, bunny trail compared to some of the other tracks yeah. on the thing. I don't think anybody would have guessed. No, nobody. The, the, those were and then not it comes part out, of the conversation. And then it comes out then. and people's like, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no. Did you get tired of playing that song and doing that thing because it was yeah. so heavy? But you also see the response Exactly. From it. That's so what I was saying. So it's like bittersweet. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I, I that was a major part of my life for a year. It's nothing compared to the heroes at the hotline who deal with it every single exactly, day. Exactly. Right. So it's like, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm merely just venting as a yeah. human being. Um, 
But I mean, it was great. It was it was really amazing and really special. It's like the fuck boys I had to interview that I didn't fuck with. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you're just on one eight hundred. Like you didn't even take the time to learn right the fucking to phone know number. the thing. Yeah. Or you know, yeah, I really love the album. Everyone and I'm like, fuck you, man. Like it's like Jesus. That's Do your why, research. Yeah, but I love sitting down with incredible journalists and, and people who interview and take the time. And and that's what it was. It was less. It was. It's always less about that. It was more just like, yo, this is my first time. Like like now I'm a household name. You know, like soccer moms and shit, no mm, logic. Mm. And that's crazy. And that's awesome. And that's what I want. I want to reach everyone and I want to reach reach them with a positive message. But the fact of the matter is, is like once I had a hit record, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, I'll keep this up or what I don't know. But yeah. now I just after all that, I just go to the studio and I make music that I think is gonna be fun. Mm. I don't even think I don't think radio anymore. I think like Radio's not really a thing. I right know, now, though, so it, but that's what I mean. Like, I think more so like, is this just gonna be a big song? Like, I'm excited. Like, oh, I made this turn up song. Like, are people in college gonna play this? Are they gonna play this mm -hmm. here and there? I'm not like, are you gonna play this on the radio and in the club? Like, I don't right. think that shit. Like, right. You know. But everyone goes through ups and downs, and everyone wants to be accepted. And it's like, I just want to be me, mm -hmm. and I just want to have fun, and and that's what I have been doing, and it's amazing. Yeah. More fulfilling being true to yourself then, because the thing yeah. is, if you try to please those people all the time. Those people's what they want changes all the time. Yeah, because too. they grow. Exactly. I I, uh, I want to be known as like one of the most diverse artists of my generation, like truly. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do that by fucking rapping on boom bap beats all the time. Yeah, like it's just no, you know, it yo, lyrical, miracle, spiritual, habitual, literal. Like what? Yeah, you know, you're Remember? boxed in. You're boxing yeah. yourself in in that way. Yeah, so, but that's why even like these Freestyle Fridays I've been doing, which mm -hmm. are like mini music videos that loop over and over. Like I haven't really seen anybody do that. So I was like, oh, this could be really fun. And not all just super hip hop, whether it's trap or this or that. And then I had this one song produced by Mac DeMarco yeah. that I did recently on this 360 camera. And I was like a little nervous. Like I wonder what people are gonna think. I didn't really give a shit because I feel like it's really good quality music in general. But I was just like, oh, this is a kind of 180 going from like, trap the the week before to mm -hmm, this like mm -hmm. i wonder what people are going to think and a lot of people really loved it and enjoyed it and that excites me because it's like yo i want to do different shit and that doesn't mean i want to like never do rap I, of course i love rap but right. i'd also love to sing and play the piano and challenge myself mm -hmm. the biggest thing is about challenging yourself but it's crazy because it's been a bit of an experiment the first freestyle friday i did um, was just from, like talking as if I was talking to a therapist about the things on my mind. Mm. And uh, think about kids, think about bills, think about how to maintain these mills, think about youth on drugs and pills, like thinking about all this, this deep shit. And that hadn't even hit a million views. And then the next week I release a song where the hook is cocaine, 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 Molly, Percocet, my rep. And it's like, that shit was like 1.5 million, like, like it was nothing. Why do you think that is? Because people love negative shit. Mm. It just it's just a hundred percent like right. co and, and it's it's like one it sounds good so yeah. it makes you do this You're right like, yeah, yeah cocaine co I mm -hmm. can be saying anything but then you you equate that to what other rappers are talking about and this and that me and myself it's funny because you know you have all these comments that are like this is crazy this is fire. And then you have people like, you're changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've changed. You've I changed. see that when you started posting videos about like where where there's weed in the video. Yeah, who gives a fuck? And I'm it's like, how yeah. dare you? You're an example for all these young kids. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but you could be doing a lot worse. Uh, yeah, I could, you know, you but could it's be... not even worse. It's a, it's legal where I am. I use mm -hmm. it for medicinal purposes. I enjoy it. I have fun, and I ain't killing nobody. What is it? Fucking uh, romaine's killing more people than weed. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> romaine lettuce. Yeah, is straight a big, up. Uh, yeah. So, but the but are they smoking it? <laughs> No. <laughs> but they but that's the thing is like it, it just gets a bigger response mm. so it's still people that are like whether you love it or hate it 
if I if I post this negative thing, it, it's it's more people enjoy it. And so it was a bit of a social experiment. But the fact of the matter is, with logic, there's always a double meaning. Right. So if you really listen to the hook, cocaine, 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 Molly, Percocet, my rep move up like a dolly. If I talk about this shit more often, probably. But everybody mm. negates. If I talk about that this part. shit more often, and they're just cocaine. What is this? And who are you? And one eight hundred guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But does that when you see the difference in the response? Yeah. Yeah. You're not the type of person to go, okay, I'm only going to do this shit now because that's all the people like. No, not at all. You you want people to come on board with this other stuff. Yeah. And it it ultimately ends up working. It does. It's like pills in the applesauce. That's what Ninth Wonder, um, mm -hmm. a, a legendary hip-hop producer, told me. You put the pills in the applesauce, you always put a message there. But it's me. There's always a message no matter what. Like, And I'm working on an album now that's like really dope. And it talks a lot about like just where we are as a society and the, and the things that like, it, I mean, it's it's insane how with uh, social media, for example, it's like, okay, I could have a million likes on a, on a, on a post and then I could have 20,000 comments and out of those 20,000 comments, 3,000 comments could be negative, mm. but I focus on the negative. Right, we so all it's do. like, oh my God, like you suck or this mm -hmm. is terrible or not as good as your older shit or not as good as the thing from last week or the, and they just, they do this and then uh, but it's like I'm focusing on 3,000 negative comments when there's there's uh, 17,000 yeah, positive 17. ones and there's mm -hmm. over 1 million people who liked it and didn't say shit. Why right. am I focusing on this? And that all still comes down to acceptance and just being human. It's wild because I put out this last song, the the one produced by Max DeMarco, mm -hmm. and there's responses like, uh, this ain't it, chief, but it's still pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> the fuck? Like the, that someone took time out of their day to, you know, because they if the only reason to po post a comment like that is to get attention from the other people who comment. Yeah. It's like yeah. you see that on World Star all the time. Yeah. Or because they actually believe you're going to see it. Or and something, so, which is very rare because I don't look at it. Because you don't shit. look at it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but, but it's sometimes like, why you say, it, but it'll be something where I like, I, I'll post it because I don't have Instagram, mm -hmm, I don't have Twitter, mm -hmm. I don't have anything on my phone. Yeah. So like I'll either download it or go to my assistant's phone and upload the the video and then post it and it's like that immediately people are, are already mm -hmm. commenting mm -hmm. like they're watching the loop commenting <laughs> like right right, right. before done. it's even over yeah, yeah. it's really crazy um, but but I, I don't say all this to like focus on the negativity I, I say it all to say that I've been set free from it mm -hmm. and removed myself from the situation and because of it I feel so much better and so much happier I would say as someone who knows you um, and you know we can exaggerate that relationship to whatever legal you know, we're lovers. Way that you're comfortable. We're lovers for, now. Yeah, we're, okay, you don't have to tell people we met on the app. Um, but it is interesting that I have seen a shift in you, though, since no that happened. I think that I feel like you're less stressed. Yeah, and I feel like you're you're able to focus on the work more rather than the response. Because the response, it, to a certain degree, is important. But I've but learned, it's a subjective thing. I've learned that. Exactly. You have people who love and hate. It just is what it is. When you create art and you put it out, I mean, there, there's people, you know, in, in like the Renaissance era who would be commissioned by kings and could have like two men kissing and this and this and whatever, and then they would be murdered because mm. of it. It's mm. insane. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's just art. It's just my opinion. If you don't like it, fuck it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't got to listen to it, but they still do because they're obsessed. <laughs> I wish we could say what we really thought. How about that? You can say what you no, really I think. No, I can't. I can't okay. say what I really yeah, fucking yeah, think. And neither can you. But no, that's you the shouldn't. bullshit about fucking society. You can to a certain degree, but the problem is context. And yeah. so there's a lot of stuff that you and I could say right now yeah. that provided the correct context or understanding our character as people yeah. is not offensive. 
But nobody wants to take the time to understand that character or understand what integrity is or, or drawing moral lines that make sense, not mob versus everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is we're an instant judgment. We're in a, a decade of instant judgment right now, which is I yeah, see a tweet, so, so I see a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm pissed off. That person is canceled yeah. before yeah. there's even a chance to go like, but what's the context? Yeah, but that it's just wild. And obviously we could talk about this forever. But the fact of the matter is like it's just it's almost like not fair. Like that's why I love Dave Chappelle. And you can have people who hate him, but he makes fun of everybody equally. True. And the and the fact of the matter is if somebody makes a joke and you have a, a people, you know, a sect of people who feel like ostracized or like they're mm -hmm. they're like everyone's pointing and making fun of them, then they're like, hey man, let's right. stand up and let's let's tear down the person who made the joke or made the mm -hmm. statement. Um but then if it's about the next person next to them, then they'll just laugh at it. Right. You know, it's like if uh, somebody makes a joke, like a cancer joke. Mm -hmm. If somebody's been affected by cancer, their family member or this or that, like it's not going to be as funny to them. But if like you're making fun of, I don't know, like you tell an AIDS joke next or this or that, right. well, you haven't been affected by that, it's funny. But that's kind of like you can't pick and choose what's right and what's wrong. I had a moment the other day where, because, you know, Ashley and I had to – one of our dogs passed away yeah, I know. a couple weeks ago. And Sorry, dude. Thank you. And um, I the next day was listening to a podcast, and these guys were making fun of basically like, not making fun of, but they were joking about putting a dog down. Yeah. It was the next day. Yeah. And I was laughing in my car. I was super emotional and yeah. raw, but I was, la I was able to laugh at that thing because it's a part of life. And even the most tragic things or the most controversial or whatever, you can still find humor in that yeah but you you're know, also like, different like you deal with your problems head on you don't try to escape a majority right. of people in society like run from from the issues rather than talk about so them when someone confronts it with them it's like no yeah so, or they're yeah. like that's not right or this or that i'm not saying like it's okay to like belittle someone's like religion or race or this or that there's a difference that's mm -hmm. why i love Chappelle because he mm -hmm. doesn't attack one sect of people he like will like make fun of you and then Flip it around and be like, and black people be like, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Chris Rock used to do the same yeah, thing it's, too. It's funny, but like, there's jokes and shit now. Like, uh, I saw Jamie Foxx talking about a movie that he's working on with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., where Robert Downey's supposed to play like a Mexican, mm -hmm. like in L.A., like a real, like kind of like funny, like cholo dude. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Robert called him and was like, "Yo, man, like, I can't do this, bro. Like, I can't do this." And Jamie's like, you better fucking do this shit. Like, you, you talk 100%. Like, you got to do this. This is great. And he's like, nah, man, this ain't Tropic Thunder. That was like a long time ago, man. He's Ten like, years ago, yeah, a, a lot's changed. And when you think about it, it's like you can have people who are legitimately pissed off about the fact that he's an actor playing a character. Mm -hmm. And not to bring it up, but it's like we know actors who have had heat voice actors mm -hmm. on them because they're playing a different racial character. Right. It's like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, it's it's voice acting. That's mm -hmm. what's so beautiful about art and creation, where you could be you can play an alien, you can play a robot, yeah. you could play and people any... get pissed off about it. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't situations where it's right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not right. it's not right for sure. I mean, there's 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 stuff, but I just yeah, it, that's one thing that's so crazy. It's just like shit's so PC, but I'm still fucking with Mac. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Where you're at in your life right now. Do you find it harder to trust people because now there's, like you said, you're a household name. There's a lot of money around. There's yeah. a lot, not around, like you don't just leave it around the house. <laughs> if you do, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Um, but things are a lot more complicated for you now. There's a lot more people around. There's yeah. a lot more people tugging at you and stuff. Do you find it harder to trust people? Because you have a very tight inner yeah, circle. Yeah, very, very tight. Uh, I'm a very trusting person in general. 
but I'm, 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 especially now that I'm older, like, yeah, I keep my, my shield up a hundred percent, but that's just cause you don't really know anybody. And I've got a good circle and a good crew and a good camp of people, but it's like, you don't get to me unless you go through X, Y, and Z anyway. Yeah. So if you actually got to me as a reference to so-and-so, I pretty much trust you at the gate and shake your hand unless you do some shady shit. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's my manager, Chris, there's my business managers, my lawyers, my this, my that. So especially regarding business and like, you know, financial endeavors, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm still always like, uh, mm -hmm. but like, there's no, like, I don't let people borrow money and shit. You know what I mean? You don't? No, definitely not. Sorry. Well, that's all the time we have for, <laughs> um, who's somebody that intimidates you still? Um, probably Donald Glover. Really? But you yeah. know Donald Glover. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. I haven't talked to him in a while though. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't intimidate me as a person. He's like the nicest dude in the world. He intimidates me because of his- As uh, an artist? As a, yeah, as a creative person. Um, but that's a good thing. Mm. It intimidates me to be like, yo, like I used to want to be like Drake, you know, you know, and then there was like a time like idolizing J. Cole, who's a good friend of mine. J. Cole, but yeah. like this and like that and da da da. And then it's like I stopped equating or, or, or I stopped uh, uh, measuring uh, my, um, I guess you could just say like artistic integrity or how good I am based on someone else. And I started doing it just on myself. Like I just want to wow. be me. I want to be the best me that I can be. And when I think about the best me, it's like, yo, I have a book coming out. Mm. I'm working on a film. Mm. I'm working on my second book. Uh, you know, I'm writing every day at this production company. We just got office space. I want to act and sing and dance and have fun and do all these different things. And then I look at the man who's snapping right now and it's Donald. But it, to me, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's like, yo, he's like really crazy. But if you're being honest, yeah, I mean, that's, it's intimidating to see somebody do it so well that makes you think maybe you could never do it as good or even better. But that's a good fire. That's a great fire. Yeah, because that's the kind of stuff that takes you to the next level ultimately is like yeah. seeing being challenged by someone like that. Yeah, but it's not jealousy. There's a difference. I've been jealous of artists, you know, like when I was on my come up, like how come he gets the uh, the cover and how come so-and-so's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then, but it's just a young man who's just like wants this thing, mm -hmm. but like you haven't earned it yet. Mm. So that's the thing. Like I could, I could look at Donald and be like, oh man, I want X, Y, and Z, but it's like, but I haven't earned it yet. Yeah. And so, and it's exciting. You know, I can't, I've been on a million auditions and like haven't gotten a role. Right. You know, and that's why I wrote my own movie. Mm -hmm. It was like, like, all right, I'm just going to star in it. Yeah. yeah. But I still go on auditions and I still don't get the gigs. It doesn't matter that I'm logic or this or that. And it's amazing because when I get it, I'll know that I earned it, that I deserved it, that I took enough time to focus and rehearse and, you know, practice. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. That's the best shit is like, I've mastered music 100%. I've like mastered what I do, especially rap, I should say. That's why I love doing the singing stuff and playing piano because right. I'm still working on that and it's super fun. What do you mean but you've mastered it? I've mastered it as in like, get down and lay down, hit you with the brevity, get better, stay down, straight shots in the playground, living how I'm living with the life that I'm giving anybody that's riding with me, I'm riding with them. Show me the enemy and I'ma hit him the second I bit him, I get him and hit him with the venom, ain't no need to pretend I'ma never do it, I knew it, I've already been through it, I do it for the street, for the fan, for the life, anybody that's gang related. One breath, easy. Like that. That's it. I understand. That's mastering the craft. Like, and that's not me fucking flexing or like. No, yeah. It's just true. Like, mm -hmm. I know. You know how, how to, to do fucking it. Fucking rap. Right. Yeah. But I still don't know how to. What key I sound best in singing? Right. I still don't know how to like. I can play the piano, but I don't know. I still am learning all my scale and the circle mm -hmm. of fifths and mm -hmm. all. So like that shit is super fun to me, and the idea of like acting and and not being good, that great at something and learning. I mean, it's why I decided to write a book. You know, I wrote my book from the perspective of someone who's writing a book for the first time. Because I was right. like, if I was gonna write a book, 
how would I, what's a good way to kind of get away with sucking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know? my first book. Yeah, exactly. And so I, it was that. And now I'm on my second novel mm-hmm. and it's like sci-fi. And I'm like 70,000 words in. It'll probably be between 100 and 125,000 words. Can't wait. Loving it. I learned so much from the first one. You know, my publisher, my editor, they've taught me a lot. And it's it's amazing. But a challenge. Life is nothing without a challenge. Yeah, you 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 are somebody who constantly needs that something that you're not good at to try and become yeah, good at. It's fun. Like or, the Rubik's Cube and shit. Like the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. yeah. You referenced a minute ago the movie. So a couple weeks ago now, I think it was probably in the last yeah. in the last month or so, it was announced that you're gonna make you're gonna star in and co-write a movie that J.J. Abrams is producing. Yeah. How did you get hooked up with J.J. Abrams? Well, one day I looked in my email and I just saw an email from J.J. Abrams. Like one does. <laughs> yeah, like one does. Like one does. And he was like, hey, man, I really love your album, Everybody, and I love the linear story and the overall message. And, you know, he's like, you're super creative and I'd love to work together. That was the first thing he said, which I was like, holy shit. And he's like, I'd, I'd love to find a way to work together or if not, just be friends mm. and i was like holy shit that's crazy can i borrow some money <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh and then i set up a meeting and i just sat down with them and i told him about like these ideas i had mm-hmm. and these things i wanted to do and he was just like very supportive then i came into like the craziest money i've ever come into mm. and this was like two years ago and i said you know i'm sick and fucking tired of of uh like not getting gigs or this or that. I'm going to write a movie. I'd actually written You'd it. You'd already written it. I'd written the it. first day I met you and we yeah. had lunch, you told me about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd written it in 2015 and I already had it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fund it myself. Six mm. million bucks. I could spend that and t- still be totally fine. Right. I'm going to do it. And so I was like, six million and I'm going to rewrite it because it was it was funny, but it wasn't like where it could have been. And then I rewrote it, and it was in a great place. And you're older than you were when you wrote it, so you have a lot different yeah, to bring to the table. Totally. Yeah. And so I, I called him. I was like, hey, man, I need some advice. I'd love to sit down in person, and I want your advice, mm. like period. And I sit down with him. I'm big on how are you? How's your mm-hmm, family? Mm-hmm. Like, it's important because I care about that shit right, first. Yeah. Know? So we were talking, just bullshitting, telling jokes, hanging out, eating. And then he's like, okay, so what is it? What do you want to talk to me about? And I was like, dude, I want to make a movie. I am a filmmaker. I really want to do this. I wrote a script. I'm super stoked. I love it. And I'm going to fund it myself. And, you know, they say in the business, like, oh, never fund your own shit. But I think it's like never fund your own shit if you're, like, broke and, like, don't have the money and, like, can't do it. And you're going to, like, you know. Borrow money from somebody. The bank and then, like, your house is going to go under. But that wasn't the case. And I told him that. And and I was like, I'm making this movie. And I was like, and on top of it, I'm making it the way I want to make it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's why I want to pay for it myself. Because then there's no fucking studio exec, like, well, I don't really know if, like, this period joke should, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And it's just like, no, dude, like. I just want to make a movie that I would like, not some studio would like. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, uh, give me the script. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, literally, I'm not here. I just want your advice. Right. And he's like, I'm advising you to, to give, give me your me fucking script. script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. And he's like, look, bro, just give, come on. You tell me you came all the way down here not to mm-hmm. give me a script. Then mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it. And I was like, I really meant it when I was like, I don't. I just want your advice, but if your advice is giving me the script, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, and you already had a little bit of a relationship, so yeah. yeah. So I gave it to him, and then he gave it to his head of film at Bad Robot, and she reviewed it, and he was like, yeah, come in. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like he was like, 
he basically said, I'm gonna, I'd love to help you, but if it doesn't fit for us, like I wanna send you in the right direction. Mm. So I go with my business partner, Mike, uh, at, from Bobby Boy, and we sit down and they're talking and they're like, yeah, blah, 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 and you could go here with the film and we love it and it's like super bad meets clerks with this Tarantino dialogue and we totally get everything you're going for and blah, 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 and who knows, we can go through this and I have blah, 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 and I have you know, connections with Paramount and this and all this shit. I'm looking at Mike like, yo, we they're, might make yeah, a movie. They're, like, they're talking about making the movie. We might make they're not movie. like, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, so let's do it. And yeah. I'm like, what? And then we just <laughs> shake each other's hand and that was it. Are you nervous about acting? Because I know you've been auditioning. You've like you've I'm done excited. some voice you, training with yeah. Steve Bloom and some people. And I'm you're, excited. You're excited. That's the biggest thing is I'm excited. What excites you the most about it? It's a challenge. It's something new. It's, it's something I've never done. Yeah. I mean, in in music, you know, you you do things. Uh, you act. You know, there's there's mm -hmm. there's a time when. You know, like making one eight hundred. I was a fucking millionaire. Life was great. I was, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be alive. Like shit. Right, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like writing from this perspective mm -hmm. of someone who wants to end themselves, and that it, it's like you have to get in that zone and project and portray that through a microphone. You can't. They don't see your express. They only mm -hmm. hear you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've had a lot of uh, experience in that regard. There. Also, I think that also helps me with writing, whether it's you know manuscripts or or uh, you know film scripts, because. It allows me to. I'm very good at painting pictures and explaining things because right. of how I'd done it. You know, you like with rap. It's like it's going down basement. Like you can just explain and like paint uh, <laughs> that picture for people. So yeah. I'm excited, man. And also, I wrote. Sometimes I look at a lot of my favorite characters are like the same fucking character in every movie, right? You know, and it's yeah. a comedy. And I'm like, you can't. You know, it's it's every who doesn't like to laugh. So that's mm -hmm. why I want to do that first. And. um you know, I think people will enjoy it, but I, I wrote the character. I know the character. I am the character in a sense. He's just a little more whinier than me. But yeah. it's like, it's going to be fun. Who could possibly be more whinier than you? I know. I don't know. Especially with the voice. Definitely. <laughs> ten projects in ten years, and now a book, too. Yeah. I'm and, well, two books, really. But oh, the yeah. first one that you have tattooed on your... Supermarket. I always supermarket. forget that I have this shit because I can't see it. No matter how I turn my arm. Anyway. Well, that was a mistake when you got tattooed. Yeah, an idiot. <laughs> What's the book about? Um, it's weird, man. I, I, it's it's funny. I have this is the first interview I've ever done, like really talking about it. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a moment. I'm glad it could be me. Um, it's weird because I don't want to get it, give it away. I need no, to but I mean, I like, give us out. an idea. Of... It's definitely it's it's around mental health, but it's not like a mental health book. Like it's like right. it's like. It's like some Fight Club shit. Mm -hmm, like it's like mm -hmm. some real like nitty gritty psychological thriller, but it's also funny. Um, it's from the perspective of someone writing their yeah, first book, like so, you said. Yeah, from the perspective of someone writing their first book, and doesn't know how to end it. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to figure out how to write it and get inspiration by working at a supermarket. You marathon write when you write because yeah. i will Mikey i will hear from shit. you yes yeah. it's marathon i will hear yeah. from you that you're like i'm on page 19 and it's like i'm on page 430 yeah. two days later yeah i love it how 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 do you find the writing process for a fictionalized long-form story different from how you approach rapping in the third person which is yeah, storytelling yeah, yeah, yeah. mode which is something that you you've gotten pretty good at but now you've got um when i when i when i had the idea to like rap from a character or a different person's perspective in music, it's more like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and write, you know, 16 bars or mm -hmm. 40 bars or whatever from this person's point of view. 
So I can not necessarily know what I'm going to end up writing because it's also about rhythm and rhyme and all that stuff. But with a book, any story, it's got to be mapped out. You mean like an outline? Yeah. You have to know the trajectory of the story? I have to pretty much know everything for the most part. It's funny though. I knew it needed to end a certain way, but I didn't know until I finally got there. And then I was mm. able to go back and rewrite all these little things that made it like, whoa, at the end. But yeah, typically it's like, who's the character? What's he doing? What are major events and things that are going to happen? I mean, the sci-fi book I'm working on right now, that one is wild because it's like up and down and over there and there's like multiple universes mm. and time travel and... Uh, artifacts and just wild stuff. That one's like insane. So that was a big arc that we had to figure out over the course of months. Do you do a lot of research for something like that? Or do you just yeah get out what you want to get out on the page, find stuff and then tweak later? I talked to Ernest Klein about it. And I was like, do you ever find, not that you have writer's block, but you're just not really in the mood to write. Like, like you want to write, but you don't want to just force some shit out. And he was like, I live in that place. Interesting. Yeah, and he's like, all you got to do is just watch a bunch of fucking movies and read books and have fun and just, and, and then inspiration will come. And that's true. I mm-hmm. can't tell you how many, you know, little things I read from Michael Crichton that inspired this thing and that thing and, you know, uh, different movies and films. And it's funny because my uh, book, not giving too much away, it's not a big deal, but the second one's regarding simulation. Right. And so, you know, you can think, oh, Ready Player One, but it's like, I had a dream and I had a dream in uh, 2014. Mm. And it was, you ever hear people like, oh, it came to me in a dream? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck off. That never happened to me. Like never a song, never mm-hmm. an idea, never mm-hmm. this, never that. And then it, I woke up and it was kind of like, could you imagine what the play, what, like, what if the internet was a place? Mm. Everything, you know, and what if the internet was a place? And I had this idea and then over years, it just kind of came more and more and more. And then from reading, you know, uh, Ready Player One mm-hmm. and watching The Matrix again and watching all these like simulated things. I, I was like, whoa, yeah. what if I did this and do this and da, 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 and then it just came together. You're somebody that's constantly trying to make sure that your input is greater than your output. That way you don't, you're not operating on an, on empty or you're not operating on, yeah. you know, low gas. You're, you're constantly watching stuff and reading stuff and listening to stuff and taking it in and then selecting the parts of that that sort of impact you or that catch you and then trying to recreate that same thing with your own story. Totally, because like the truth is, is like anybody could sit there and try to say like, oh, well that's a ripoff or that's a this or that, but it's just like, yo, find me some shit that isn't. Everything is. It's like to me, Uncharted is like Indiana Jones on crack, like to me, right? Right. But it's not Indiana Jones. Right. You know, there isn't some fucking skull. Yeah, and this and that. It's its own thing. The reason we equate it to Indiana Jones is because it's an an adventure Mm -hmm. and it's in the jungle and it's in this and it's that. But it's like Indiana Jones was the first one to do it that big. So we're always going to compare it to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, You know, people could compare my second novel to uh, Ready Player One, but if this was 20 years ago, they'd be saying The Matrix. Exactly. So it's just, you just got to do what you love and not overthink it. Do you ever worry about spreading yourself too thin? Yeah, I've done it. Well, I know you've done it, yeah. but I mean, like, are you worried again? Because no. now you're getting into because yeah, but no, it's 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 time. You place. you have I got it. Yeah. I, it's, it's I'm still gonna. There's always gonna be some, but yeah. you have boundaries in place. Boundaries, 100. percent Yeah, yeah. So it's How like, important is that for you? Oh my god, it's the biggest. It's the most important thing ever. If I don't want to do something, I'm not gonna do it. You don't I, just say no. No, and I yeah, and I had to ask myself why. I've turned down five hundred thousand dollar gigs where I had to only go perform one hour. That was my birthday party though, and no, I, I invited so went. many people. I'm sorry, you're fuckboy. 
Either way. And, and you know, you could go, oh, my God, you turned out half a million dollars. Because, but it's like, you have no idea what the fuck's on my plate. Yeah. From, like, personal shit I could be going through, shit in the press, in the media. I'm working on an album. I'm helping somebody. I'm, you know, taking care of X, Y, and Z. Because that's another thing. I, I love to help people, and I love to do things. But I'm not the dude on YouTube, like, here you go, homeless guy. Here's a dollar. So I'm not, I don't really explain or, or yeah. talk about it unless it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but there, you know, there's things that I've I've done helping family, like you know, like a single mother and her mm-hmm. three children and housing and X, Y, and Z. Da, da, da. So I'm focused on all these other things. And if my mind is here, or I have to work on all of this stuff, because I'm not just a rapper. You know, right. if I if I could just go in the studio and rap and make millions and millions and millions of dollars, and that's all I had to do, cool. But no, you got to do press. You got to fly. You got to go here, there. Da, da. It, it is so tiring. Yeah, it's a lot. It's fucking exhausting. And it's then on lot. top of that, you have person. But yo, I mean, I have fifty people on my payroll. You know, I have uh, you know upwards you can, of twenty people you on can salary. Afford to lose a couple of. Yeah. That's me. I'll give you some yeah. names Jordan. afterwards. I know. No, but like that's responsibility. Yeah. Oh no, that's it responsibility. Is, but yeah. it's also so is saying no the main the main. It's the hardest thing. Stopgap you have for 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 keeping yourself from from burning out or getting spread too yeah, thin. Yeah, but it's the hardest thing because it's like who doesn't want to go make a half a million dollars in an hour? Don't get me wrong, I got to make money. Right. But it's like you know somebody could be like, oh, you did that, but mind you, I could have had I could have thirty other gigs for X amount of dollars, and I'm saying no to this one because I'm like fuck no because that's my day off or because right. I promised my friend I'd take them to lunch, mm-hmm. and me taking them to lunch is is more important than that. Do you worry about letting people down? Definitely, yeah. I think the biggest person I, wor- I worry about letting down is my manager. Why? Chris. Um, because we're partners and we really built... Uh, He's been with you since the he, beginning. Yeah, and so... When, before the beginning. Yeah, but when he goes, hey, you got to get for 500 and I go, no. And he's like, all right. And I'm like... I, sure? And it's his yeah. job. It's mm-hmm, his job to mm-hmm, be like, yo. Mm-hmm. But he also... He doesn't eat if I don't eat. And he's fucking eating. And he's eight. <laughs> okay, so he's doing good. Yeah. But it's still like, fuck, he doesn't get paid. And then, you know, Harry doesn't get paid and the people on Visionary don't get paid. And then then I have this, I feel like, oh, it's like this whole thing on my shoulders. But he's been one to tell me like, bro, like, you know, you ain't letting nobody down. You work harder than, he tells me I need to be more empathetic towards myself and have empathy. I agree. Yeah. And that if I don't want to do something, then, then it is. And and what I realized. Don't punish yourself for saying no too, because that's. You're right. right. And, but it's amazing to have someone that you don't want to let down tell you, Mm -hmm. bro. It's all in your head. Mm-hmm. You're not letting me down. You know, look what you've done for me. Look what we've done for each other. And for me, goals. My uh, my makeup woman, Amima, she told me I was doing Ellen, and I was so sad. It was like the last time I was on Ellen, and it was just it was still on social media and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I was feeling bad about myself. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know what to do. Da da da. And there's all this music shit, and opportunities, and music, music, music. And then I was like, when does it end? Like, think about it. Hmm. I've made millions of dollars. I have millions of fans. I'm blessed. I get to create all kinds of music that I want. I travel the world. I sold at Madison Square Garden and the Forum and arenas and all this crazy shit. I've gone to the Grammys. I've been nominated. I've, like, you know, had magazine covers and this and da, 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 all this shit. And it's like, well, where, what's the, where is it? What is the tip? Like, it used to be, hmm. yo, get a record deal. I mean, the real shit was like, put out a mixtape, yeah, get fans, be able to go on tour, then get a record deal, then make money, then go on tours, like real big tours, then X, Y, Z, da, da, da. And then I had, you know, it was like, I want X amount of money in a house. Then it was like, yo, I want X amount of money in two houses. Then it was, I want this and security and stability. And, and then you get it all and you're like, wait, why am I, why am I, why did I just say yes to this thing mm-hmm. for money? Mm-hmm. I don't even like this thing. I'm not even fucking into this thing. Why am I doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. And I realized my goals, not only for myself, but for, you know, my management weren't aligned. 
And so we sat down and I was like, I want to act and I want to make books. And that's what's most important to me. Mm. And I'll still fucking knock out an album every year or every other year. And I'll still go on tour every year or every other year. And you'll year. still put the passion into that thing. Because you time. can't not, you can't you can't not not. do that. When I go to the studio, DNA. I don't think about money. Mm -hmm. I don't think about, I think about, yo, is this shit hot? Like, is mm -hmm. this dope? Is this fun? Is, is this deep? Does it connect? Like, I fully like nerding artist mode right. whenever whenever when, uh, there's never been a time where i've sat down and been like i'm gonna create i've even gone in the studio like yo let's make some radio shit yeah but never been like i'm making radio shit right now. i'm still right. like okay where's the message where's the the fun and the rap and the this and the that on top of it you mm -hmm. know so no matter what it's it's always got to come from the heart but no so for me the thing was goals assessing uh what i want and making sure that it aligns with everyone on my team. Because if it doesn't, there's a fucking issue. Mm -hmm. And if I'm if I'm working and going to work every day and doing something that deep down is technically making me unhappy, I need to stop it immediately. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting to me that the more comfortable you've become in your own skin and your own identity, the more popular that you became. Isn't that weird? And it's sort of a lot different because that's that's the argument. I mean, we're friends, so it's I, I obviously have a defensive approach to logic sold out, uh, blah, blah. Um, I have a different approach to that because I have an emotional reaction because I know you. Yeah. But to me, as an outsider, that seems more evidence to the contrary. The fact yeah. that you are more comfortable in your own skin and you can have nerdy tattoos and weird shit and yeah, talk exactly. about- Exactly, that doesn't make sense. Logic sold out, but I've always talked about peace, love, and positivity, mm -hmm. good messages in the music. I've always made turn up music, hip hop music, saying this, that, it doesn't make any sense. It's just some hipster fuck boys. Right. That's the thing to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there are people who have said like, man, Critical Role isn't the same since X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, who gives a shit? You're still fucking watching. You're still listening. You're still putting money in my pocket. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Like, you mm -hmm. think I, I used to be scared of like, oh no, they think I sold out. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. that's the gr best part is like, you yeah. can say anything you want and it's like, yo, you, it is not affecting me. Right. Like, yeah. that's the cool thing. When you step back and you realize like, these people's words, uh, it don't matter, mm -hmm. you know? Certain Ultimately. things can still like hurt your feelings or this or that, but like me feeling any type of way because somebody says I sold out uh, would result essentially in me wanting to make that person like like me. Mm. That person's never gonna like me, no matter what. Your old shit was better. No, the truth is it's the first time you got a hand job in like 10th grade and my song was on in the background. And so you just you just see that as like, oh, I really like his old music, man. Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. The first time you kiss somebody or, you know, one of your favorite memories as when you were 12 years old or something. Like, mm -hmm. That's how you see it. Like it's the same shit with Kanye. You know, a lot of us say like, oh, Kanye's older shit and this and X, Y, Z as far as like sonically. But the truth is, regardless of what you might think of his, you know, political beliefs, He's a fucking genius and he mm -hmm. makes amazing music and his sonics are crazy and they're awesome. There's rappers who have dissed me and I'm like, they can still rap, fuck them, but they're, they can rap. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an honest, like, you gotta be honest with it. Yeah. Yeah, or else you, I don't think you'll be, ever be happy. Mm. That's a real thing. It's just accepting that some things are just the way they are, but all you, all you can focus on is yourself and just love yourself and wish them the best. You know what I mean? And don't allow your own insecurities to, uh, you know, give give impulse to to want to throw negative Tear someone else thing. down. Yeah, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. It's insane. I realized, you know, speaking of like like beef or this or that, not only 
against myself, but other rappers and this and that, it all comes from an insecure place, you know? Mm. Because we in hip hop, it's like, we gotta be the best and fuck them. And that was this and that wasn't as good and I'm better than him and look at me, I'm, I'm the best. And it's like, look man, you're great. Just be great. Focus Just be on you. yourself. Yeah. That's the same thing. I tell myself that. You don't gotta you don't gotta prove anything to anyone. If somebody doesn't like you, that's their own fucking problem. And that's a distraction too, but then that shit pisses in your ear when you're in the studio. Because you're thinking about that stuff instead of thinking about I'm gonna make this thing the best that I can. Yeah. You're 100%. focused on it. If you're focused on it. Because yeah. then you're thinking like, how can I be better than this? Or how can I say this better than that person did? Or da da da. Or you're you're thinking about other people. Right. All you should be thinking about is your art. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got people, not even rappers, but like people like who consider themselves journalists or interviewers or this or that who literally hate my guts and talk shit about me all the time. And it's like, damn, like. But the uh, big reason why these people talk about me is because my name out their mouth makes them money. True. It's a headline. We talk about that a lot because yeah. you'll see, I'll, I'll see stuff online. It's a tweet or it's a headline or it's whatever. And it gets, it gets the clicks and that's yeah, why the they, that's why they go for it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've had people beef with me and then see me in person and walk right past me. It's crazy. It's like, and do you I'm ever like, go like pussy ass bitch? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, okay. No. That's what Jordan's for. I know, right? No, he's, like, I, he's like, sorry? Yeah, yeah. No, even my crew, it's like, we just we just keep the keep the peace. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, what what can someone do to you if you wish them the best? Yeah. Truly. Truly, if, yeah. If you're like, dude, yeah. like, whoever hurt you or, mm -hmm. you know, or, 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 or woman mm -hmm. talking shit on, in this magazine, like, I don't know what man hurt you. You're right. Like, I, I really hope you find someone who treats you good. Yeah. And, and they're and truly, it me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's a place in my heart that loves all those people mm -hmm. really do and just wants them to be happy. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's kind of hard. And it was hard to get to that place. It's a mature, it's a much more mature place. Yeah. yeah. It, but it sucks. But it's freeing, right? It's totally freeing. Mm -hmm. And that's it. When you realize why people say the things that they do and why they obsess. And the fact of the matter is, if I wasn't as successful as I am, nobody would say those things. Right. So I'm blessed enough to even be in the topic of, of conversation. Yeah. It's the so. give and take of, of fame, right? Yeah, mm. I suppose. But it's so weird because I don't, I don't even really like see myself as famous. You know, like I, it, it hits me when I'm like buying Cheerios. Mm -hmm. You know, and some and the, and the dude who works at the supermarket's like, "Yo, let me get a picture." I'm like, "Fuck you, man! Ring me out." <laughs> Trying to serious? buy some Cheerios. Trying to buy some Cheerios, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Shake my hand. Yeah. Fuck you and your Instagram. Uh -huh. That's the biggest thing, dude. A majority of the people I meet. It's all about them. It's all about clicks. It's all about likes. I'll be, I'll, I'll be with you and you can tell the difference between a fan yeah. and someone who wants to take a picture because oftentimes yeah. it's just like your fans famous. will get emotional when oh, they yeah. see you out there. Yeah. And you can tell there's a connection. And then you can see the other people that are like, yo, 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 yo. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. like, even when I'm eating and I'm like fucking having sushi and then there's like some chick or some dude like right next to me and they're like taking pictures mm -hmm. of me. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, if I fucking saw Keanu Reeves or something, I might be like, no way, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I think you think about it. Whoa. But but the truth is, is like, I, I would take a picture of Keanu Reeves to clown and send it to you <laughs> yeah, like these, these yeah, people do yeah. that and put it on their Snapchat they put it on their stuff and, and like, all that but just having sushi with logic yeah but and see the thing is i don't even really give a shit that they take pictures of me mm -hmm. even though it's a little fucking weird mm -hmm. that's fine the thing that fucks me up is like you're taking pictures of me damn it that's right i can't just fuck okay now i'm eating with a person i could be with and i'm like not thinking about you're, them yeah think about everything else so it, it's mm -hmm. that, that's one thing that sucks the biggest thing is like hey, yo what's up dog don't you like who what do you do yeah 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 you yeah, famous yeah. yeah and they like take their shit out and i'm like yo fuck you dog like they don't even know who you are they just know you're then, somebody and then there's like i'm, I'm out to, to lunch the other day and there's this kid you know wearing like supreme shit and he's like this young kid he's probably like 14 and i could tell he knows who i am and he's sitting with his mother 
and I'm minding my own business and I see him pick up his phone and I'm kind of like, don't do it, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's, he does something, he sets it down. And I'm talking to my friend and we're, we're probably there for like an hour. They were just getting ready to leave. And then I noticed they're sitting there for like 45 minutes. And I stand up. Oh, and I said, I said something to him while my friend was in the, in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, it's a cool hoodie, man. Like, I really like your hoodie. And he was like, oh, thanks. I was like, what's your name? And he's like, my name's Moses. <laughs> it took me everything nope. to like make a Moses joke. <laughs> right, you have but a lot of like, those. Yeah, but I was like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. And his mother was there and she was like, oh, we love you. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. My friend comes back down. I finish up like 30 minutes later, I stand up and she goes, oh, excuse me, my son is a big fan and he was just wondering if he could have a picture with you. I said, fuck yeah. Yeah, know, that's the right go. fan interaction. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, mom, get in on this. Let's <laughs> fucking straight up put this on your Bumble page. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Like, you know, but that's- Me like, and my mom at Logic yeah, on yeah. my Bumble page. But that's what's so cool. Like when you meet someone who's just genuinely sweet, even if he wasn't the biggest fan or this or that, but if somebody just comes up to you mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, like, but the time not to fucking do it is when you're eating. Yeah. Like, what yeah, if I yeah. went up to your grandma and was like, hey, grandma, like, what's right. your fucking cookie recipe, bitch? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's Man, so I mean. see that a lot because you, man, you don't even have to be at like fancy restaurants because you yeah. know I'm not allowed in those, but I'll be around town and you'll see people at, you'll see a celebrity at a table and within the 30 minutes that I'm there eating, I'll see five people go up to the table while they're eating with their friends or they're yeah. just out and about. Family or whatever. Family, anything. And you, those people aren't thinking about the fact that five people have already done it and it's like kind of really fucked up this person's meal for the last hour. Yeah. They're just thinking, I got my one thing. And it's for me. It's not for them. That's It's for that's me. It's like the entitlement that we have as fans now though up. is a little bit extreme. And they, it's, no, it's super extreme. It's because they, they, of social they, media. Exactly. They feel connected to you. Mm. And that's another thing. Anybody with, oh, you have 100,000 followers? Well, my opinion fucking matters. And then you have true real journalists who take their time and people who interview and do the research like yourself even though we know each other, it's like you're not asking me bullshit questions and I appreciate it. Yeah. But it's insane the amount of people you sit down with or you even just look at, uh, you know, on Twitter and they feel like they write for fucking Rolling Stone. Mm, and it's yeah. insane. And it's all it's all bullshit. Nobody does their their uh, their research. The due diligence, it's, yeah. It's insane. It's, and that's what's really hard because it's, it's not even about, like, true journalism is about the art. Mm. It's about, like, a person reading something and being understanding and, and gathering this information and kind of coming out of the piece a different person in a way. Nowadays, it's all about the writer. Look how fucking good I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I'm writing so good and yeah. look at this and I'm the first on the scene and blah, blah, blah. And so that's why it sucks that when you meet a person who wants to take a picture with you, they don't give a fuck about you. And that's why I've been learning how to say no. Yeah. And it's awesome. That's free. Hey, can I have a picture? Nope. You know, and they're like, are you fucking serious? Mm -hmm. And then I get that and I'm mm -hmm. like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, you know, and then I'll meet some people or, or they'll, they'll be like, hey, can I have a picture? I'm like, not right now. You know, I'm just doing my thing. They're like, okay, thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Or I meet some people who come up and they put their, their camera and I fucking snatch their camera out of their face. <laughs> I swear to God, I do it all the time. Yeah. And I go, hey, what's your name? And they're like, what? what? Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. That's Keanu Reeves. They're like, Whoa. what? Yeah, they're like, whoa. No, but they're like, what? And I'm like, what's your name? You do that to everybody. I do it, yeah, and they and I shake their hand. Yeah. And they're like, my name's Dylan. And I'm like, cool, my name's Bobby, how's your day? And they're like, what do you mean? What are you I'm, talking I'm about? I'm just here for Can a I transaction. A and it's, their fucking phone's in my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, 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 it's wild. I just try to teach them respect. Not mm -hmm. even like celebrity this, like fuck all that, just as a human being. Why is it that we're so quick to just get what we can get for ourselves? Why don't you ask the other person how they're doing, man? Was there an artist or somebody that that exampled that for you? Or did you arrive at that place yourself because of all these interactions and going, I got to set up some kind of boundary? Yeah, uh, there's definitely a boundary, but it's the same reason why when I walk in anywhere, I always introduce myself as Bobby. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from Kid Cudi. 
When mm. I first did a tour with him, he came in. Hi, I'm Scott. He shook everybody's hand. I'm Scott. Because he's fucking Scott. He's yeah. not on the stage right now. Right. He's not performing. He's yeah. not this. He's not here. Here, sure, I'm logic. That's mm-hmm. how people know me. But it's like, dude, I'm just Bobby. Yeah. You know? And like, I deserve respect. And and the people that, that I meet deserve respect. Mm. And so it's like, hey, man, what's your name? How you doing? That's why it was so sweet when this 14-year-old kid and his mother were like, you know, we really enjoy your work and your message. And we were wondering if it's okay if we could have a picture. Fuck yeah. And I hope you get a million likes on that picture. It's a It's a completely <laughs> different... Fan interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But saying no is the shit. Yeah. And some people could be like, oh, you say no to fans. I've said yes for 10 years. I've said yes for 10 years. I've literally There's been a lot throwing of up. Of out there. I had 102 degree fever. I was performing. I performed 50 minutes. And then after the show, got an, an array of like, the show was great, but you edited it early. What the fuck? And it's like, bro, I was puking my brain. Was that on everybody tour? No, every oh. tour. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, done this yeah, on yeah. Every tour. yeah. But there was one in specific, I think it was the Under Pressure tour, or Incredible True Story. And I'm outside puking my brains out, and there's kids like, whoa, zooming in on me on Snapchat. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious? That's insane. But that's a sense of entitlement that we yeah. have nowadays, though, is that like there are no there are no walls between yeah. people. That's why people feel like they can talk the way about you or to me or to whoever yep. the way they do is because that that it's thing not is there. They gone. feel like they can touch you. But mm-hmm. but for me, it's, it's yeah, that's why I'm, you know, learning to say no is a good thing. Mm. Because it's also about boundaries. Why would I do something if I don't want to do it? Mm-hmm. it? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for, it's for only going to take away. Yeah, for their like, for their pleasure, for their this, for their that. And it, you, if you meet someone genuine, you tend to meet them. And a genuine person won't fucking interrupt you while you're eating. Mm. Or if they do, they literally come up and they go, I just wanted to say, you're, you know, you, mm. I love what you're doing, dude, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And they fucking go. Yeah. And that's still annoying because it's like, I was just in a conversation. You know, but it's but it's still like, thanks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I would rather that than. And you don't have no idea. They sit down. Yo, can I get a picture? Cool. Yo, can you shout out my cousin? Hey, yo. It's just like yeah. it's it's insane. If you would have told me a couple of years ago that, or ten years ago or whatever it is that I would open up CNN.com and on the front page would be a rapper talking about mental health issues, I would have told you you're crazy. But it's not something that yeah, you're. Could you imagine going to that, that? However long ago, Kanye West would be going to the White House to meet President Trump. Yeah, Just like regardless of your political views, that's crazy. Yeah, that idea is, is insane. Yeah, and then it's Obama wild. talking shit about Kanye or calling yeah. him a jackass or yeah. whatever, and it's like that's so. And it's then funny. from there to this whole thing, but you have talked about so much in interviews, and you know, just in your own life about your issues with anxiety and you know, how you've lived with and coped with and come out of and, you know, evolved as a person still having a lot of these issues around. Um, is it weird to talk about or is it something that because you saw the response, you felt more free to be able to say, because the ultimately the reason why we put our own issues into our art, I think, is because A, it helps us, and B, it helps other people. Yeah. Is that your approach? That's the number one. The number one is a self selfish, like, I'm going to get this out and, like, say it, you know? And then... For me. Yeah. And then, no, 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 no. Yeah. For oh, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, yes. Mm-hmm. And then number two is that it will hopefully help people. But even still, when I did it, I received incredible backlash. Like, that's the thing you got to understand. Like, I was talking about anxiety. From you know, the hip-hop community. Yeah. I mean, I had a moment when... 
and not even necessarily just hip hop, but just like the cool sect of like people. I had a moment on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh where I was like crying on stage and I was saying it like how I was just really unhappy and overworked and I was throwing up like before I took the stage and I had to take five minutes and run off stage because I felt like I was going to pass out. Mm -hmm. And then I was honest with the crowd. And, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I was emotionally just like, I'm so sad because this is all I do every day all the time. And like, this really sucks. Like, I love my job, but I, I hate driving myself into the ground physically and mentally. Mm. Like, this sucks. And then you'd have people like, would do recaps on it. It's like logic has mental breakdown on stage. And then they're quoting me, I'm so sad. I can't believe that. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like making fun of me. Any other like, people go, he's got all this money. He's got all this stuff. Yeah, but Why is he, what does he have no, to be sad about? Them. It's more so about a person who could like make fun of someone who's, you know, mentally like fucked up. And I was, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, we all can be ups and downs and this and that. And I was just in a very vulnerable place and I was being honest about it. You know, people cover it up. They try to cover it up. I have gangster rappers who call me like, yo, you know that thing, derealization? Like, I feel like that. And I just feel like I want to fucking blow my brains out. Like, I think I'm going to kill myself. And mm. I'm like, nah. Like, like people. and Talking about the legs because you've been there. Yeah. And if I never, like, if I said who it was, you'd never believe it. Mm. You know, some of the most, like, popular rappers and this and that. And I'm like, damn. One, I'm honored you would come to me and talk to me about this. But holy shit, it isn't just me. Mm. You know, it's so many other people and there's a stigma because I'm too cool to have anxiety. I'm too cool mm -hmm. to be depressed. I'm too cool to be sad. And if they pro project that, they're scared they'll lose their money, their fans, their opportunities because of this fake personification that they've created for themselves. Mm. And then I feel lucky that I'm like, people call me all types of names, say I'm a nerd, say I'm this cringe or blah, blah, blah. But it's like at the end of the day, I'm myself. You can right. say whatever you want yeah. and you can make fun of me, but at least you're making fun of me. And that's, yeah. Yeah, and don't you feel like, I, I've seen something interesting with you and with other people too in your position. Um, staying steadfast to who you are, a lot of times will bring people back around to respect you. Later. Later, yeah. because you didn't buckle Mm -hmm. or change direction when everybody told you you should. Even yeah. if they were part of that mob that was saying, I want the old logic, I want this, I want this thing. And then you go, no, I'm going this direction. And then eventually they come back around and go, well, I kind of respect the fact that he didn't yeah. listen to all of us and change direction because this thing he's doing now surprised me with how cool it was when I was hating on it at the beginning. Funny thing is, is uh, what I do, I forget what I did, a hundred and something thousand copies in the first week. I don't know if it was like 170 or something for Young Sinatra, but it was still my lowest selling album in the, for the last, latest few, in the last few years. And you have a bunch of people like, do the rap shit, do the hard shit, do the boom bap shit. And then I do it. And it was still, people love it, they mm -hmm. enjoy it. I fucking had all Wu-Tang Clan on my album. Like it was celebrated and it's celebrated by hip hop heads. But if we're talking about mainstream overall arc, it wasn't as successful as Bobby Tarantino. It wasn't as successful as everybody. And it's because of the style of music as well. So it's funny to see certain people be like, yo, do that hard shit. And then I do the hard shit. And it's not, it's, to me, it was critically acclaimed and people enjoyed it and they will. And I'm proud of it. And yeah, but there's a reason I don't do boom bap music all the time. Yeah. One, because, you know, I'm an artist with variation and I love to do different styles. But if I did the same thing all the time, it wouldn't go anywhere and it wouldn't mm. do anything. It'd be static. But it's a prime example of, I love to create all kinds of music. I love to have fun with music. I love to, create 
music that is grand and big and add strings and sing and do trap shit with autotune and do the boom bap shit and this. But it's funny, not that I it was, you know, had succumbed to people's comments of like doing old school shit. I'd been working on Young Sasha 4 forever. Right, yeah. So it's like, and this is things that they don't understand. Some of those songs were years and years old and I'd been sitting on them and figuring out how to put it together. But it's like, okay, well, here's what you want. And guess what? It's not as successful as any of my other shit. Mm. Technically. Technically, right. Like, technically. I still think it was great, and it did well. And, you know, people loved it and enjoyed it. And I had a blast doing it and super fun doing it. And that's why I did it. But a prime example of that is, like, if I listen to other people, like, I should just always listen to myself. And yeah. I'm glad. And I'm glad I did it. I'm super stoked about that. But it's crazy, too, also the climate that we're in. It's like, I released that. Uh, you know, just over two months ago from where we are now recording mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And it's like up and gone. But the same thing, all, all these different artists, it's like Wayne released the album same day, same snapped, day. but it's like there's nine albums dropping every week. So yeah. it's like it's like this really quick, really quick. You know, you used to have artists, Missy Elliott, Timbaland, you know, Jay-Z could drop an album once every three years and they were still always the top mm -hmm, tier. Mm -hmm. But now because of how quick it is and everything's like ADHD, it, then it was like every two years Then it's like you could drop once a year. But then it's like if you drop once a year and you're kind of in the limelight for a few months and then you go away, everybody forgets about you. Now it's like every three months, like quarterly. It's yeah. like if you're not dropping like a project or a hit smash mm -hmm. song, like, but but we, we think about that as like something that defines our happiness or if I'm if I'm not in the light, but this is how I feel. I got fans that no matter when I come out or when, uh, you know, an album is released or, or a book or a movie or this or that, they're my fans for life and they'll always support. And even though you might have like the cool kids up top that it reaches them or it doesn't or it's in that circle or not, like you got to put all that shit out. That's why I'm so happy. Because it's not about social media. It's not about press and release and this. It's about fans. Mm. It's about your music or your art or whatever that is and delivering it to the people who love you. And they will wait for you. And mm -hmm. they'll enjoy Travis Scott and they'll enjoy Drake and they'll enjoy all this other shit. And, but they're still listening to your music in the car and at the gym and at the this and at the that. But it's okay to step down and say, yo, Travis, man, have your moment mm -hmm. and let Drake do his thing. It's not a, To me, it's not a competition. To a lot of artists, it is. Yeah, but the other thing too is that with the amount of stuff coming out at a time, like you said, I'll look at, I'll see on, you know, XXL or Worldstar or whatever, here's what's coming out this week. It's like 15 oh, it's different things. Yeah. You go, I'm not even going to have time to listen to all that shit this week. But the thing is, that album's going to live forever. It's going to be out there forever. And who yeah. knows what. And I'm proud of it. Who knows what ebbs and flows it will have in the yeah. popularity later. With how much you work and your work ethic being what it is, how do you know when to tell yourself, I got to have some downtime? Because um, there's not a day that goes by where you're not yeah, messing there's just, with several projects There's at just once. certain days where I'm like, just don't do it today. And it's hard. And it's only like once a week, maybe. What do you do instead? Mm. And what do you do instead of working? When Definitely you smoke weed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's a big thing. Like I'm like, like I, I, to you know, relax I have a nice like... nightcap every night. I could have a nice pour of scotch, you know, just hang out with my dogs in the fireplace, watching a movie, just chilling, enjoying that. Let's me know 6 p.m. I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can also do the same thing with weed, smoke a joint, and I'm just, I'm relaxed. But on days off, it's like, not that I'm drinking early, but I could like smoke. Right. I could like get up, do whatever I need to do, work out, and then just like, hey, I ain't got shit to do. I'm going to smoke a joint and watch a movie or play hang out games. with a friend of mine, play yeah. video games. Like Another thing, though, which is really wild, I need to do more of just being by myself, like completely alone, because I'm alone when I work, but I'm still working. 
Like I mean, yeah, just you're sitting, distra- yeah. like just being outside in my backyard and just relaxing. But, Is that hard for you? Yeah, but it's it's not it's not hard to do. It's just like hard to be like, yo, you could be doing something, but. My favorite thing, I think, in the whole world is talking to friends. Mm. I've really realized that. It's, like, better than any movie or experience. Like, having a conversation with a friend, whether they're dealing with something, like, negative or positive or this or that. It's just every time I talk to a friend of mine, I feel like I'm growing as a man. You take something away from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really – that's my favorite thing to do. Just get Mm. baked. (laughs) Just talk about cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. You also – something I've noticed in the last few years from knowing you is you're not afraid to surround yourself with people – that will tell you the truth. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, thankfully the people that are with you now have been with you since most of them, since pretty much all before all this ended up escalating to where it is now. But a lot of people in your position, some people want a hundred percent hype people or someone that's just going to be a yes man. Some people want 50, 50. They, they, they need that thing to feed them, but they also want some people to tell them the truth. I feel like with you, nobody's really too intimidated or scared to say, like, you need to chill, man. Or, you know, maybe this is a better yeah. idea or whatever else. How important is that to you to have people around you that are it's like It's super that? important to me. Uh, but I've also learned to watch what I ask now. So, like... What do you mean? Like, um, I want everybody to always be completely honest with me. But there's certain decisions that I make in my life that as a man, I don't give a shit what you say. It's got to be I, you that makes that Yeah, I'm going to look you in your face and I'm going to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't really I don't really give a shit to hear what you have to say about right. it. But like not in an asshole way. Like I'll just yeah, be like, yeah, hey, yeah. like then I'll say it along the lines of like, hey, man, like I know what I'm doing. I've made this decision. And the only reason I'm telling you this or explaining why I came to this decision is because I love you enough to just let you know you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about me. And so it's like I'll mm-hmm. have those kind of conversations but it's like probably 85% everyone's involved. I tell right. them all the time, let me know. What do you think? Yes, no, mm-hmm. should I do this? I mean, everything. My book cover, the track list of an album, the album cover, you know, uh, my script. What about this joke? Is it too much? Is it not enough? Is it like I, everything. And mm-hmm. I would tell me, just be honest. And that's, uh, you know, I build that. And then there's 15% of like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it this way anyway. You know, like I didn't really ask you about this joke and you could think it's too edgy or too this or too that. And I'm like, hey, I appreciate it, but I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. going to do it. Ultimately, so, you have to make the call. But you have to know when to, when and where and, you know, you take uh, criticism or the opinions of others, even the people that love you. You know, because I've had people give me advice that I love that are very near and dear to me. I took their advice instead of following my gut and told them, like, I really think I should follow my gut. And then I listened to them and it fucking blew up in my face. And they were like, oh, I'm never going to I'm never going to question your gut again. Mm. When you say it's your gut. Yeah. I'll never question it again. And I, and yeah. Yeah, because it's been honed and trained to know. It's like survival. Yeah. yeah. My gut's never got me, never really done me wrong. Like truly, like every everything, like even if something might have not necessarily worked out, I'm still super glad I did it because it taught me so much about myself mm. and then how to go about, you know, that in the future or this or that. It's really whatever it may be, business, personal life, this, that. So it's really awesome. But I, but I, I only ever go to my gut for big shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like, hey, should I? Chance it on the sushi that's been sitting out for two hours. <laughs> like I'm not. It's not like that. It's like yeah. serious shit. Like, yeah. damn. You know, should I buy make, a house? Yeah. Or like, yeah. It's like that. Like, yeah. should I do this? And then I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Not right now. It's the same reason I didn't buy ten thousand dollars shoes. Right. Until I was almost thirty years old with mm-hmm. X amount of money in the bank, where I'm like, you know what? I deserve it. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's something that used to terrify you that doesn't anymore? Uh, hmm. 
That's a good one. Besides being naked in a hot tub with me. Planes. Okay, we were talking about this earlier, flying. Yeah. Okay. I used to be so fucking terrified of planes. When I first started with music, I'd never been on a plane in my life. And then so I'm flying to LA and back all the time to Maryland before I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. I was totally fine. And then one day I was having uh, dinner with my attorney, Paul, and he's like, oh my God. Talk about flying, right? He doesn't talk like that. But he does. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's he like, you're in this fucking metal death machine. I remember him saying that, metal death trap. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sound like SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, Squidward. Uh, fucking, anyway, so I was like, okay, whatever. Right, right, right. And then the next day I get on a plane and I was like, oh, all you can think about. Oh my God, it's all I can think about. And it just something triggered me. For the next few years, I battled with this. It probably wasn't until last year, the last year, year and a half, that it's like gone. Is it because you fly so much now that it's just a regular thing? It's like getting in a car? Or no, did you have to I go through never, a process? I had never flew before and I was fine with it. Yeah. I was like, oh, the first time I ever got on a plane, I was like, oh, this is scary. But mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, it's fine. Uh, it's because I had everything I ever wanted in my life. And to me, the most like reasonable thing that could happen to take it all away would be dying in a plane crash. Mm. But it was this irrational fear that was so deep down and embedded that I couldn't realize that's what it was at the time. It I was connected just, to so many other things though. Exactly. It wasn't even about flying. The fear yeah. was about something else. Yeah, so, but I had to learn to let go. And that's because I'm a control freak. I want to know everything. It's like, I'm in the studio with Bobby and I'm behind the Pro Tools session half mm -hmm. the time because yeah. I want to do it myself. Yeah. But you got to know when to let go. And so it, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it was to the point where I was contemplating buying a million dollar tour bus and I didn't have the money to do it. You know, I trusted my gut not to do that shit. Right. But like, but so you wouldn't have to fly. So you yeah, so I wouldn't like, have to fly. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd driven, uh, you know, 18 hour drives in a compact car when I wasn't, I didn't even have a license with four other people just because I didn't want to uh, ride two and a half hours on a plane. See, for me, I have the opposite fear. For you, it's, I've, done everything I've wanted to do. I've had, I have everything I, you know, like it, to a point that I- To a point. To a point yeah. that I want and like that sense of whatever and then all that could be taken away. For me, it's, I have all this unfulfilled stuff mm. that I haven't been able to do yet. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. I, and that's what I'm afraid getting it's taken away like from me. It, yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting that coming from, both having a, a fear of the same thing, but the different motivations different of why we have to yeah. like, yeah. But I think that's what it really comes down to. It's a fear of that, mm. like, and and that's pretty wild. Um, what else? Oh, I used to be fucking scared of the public. Yeah, yeah you did, no, yeah. for sure, 100%. Yeah, just scared of going out, not like being famous, like when nobody even really knew who I was. And that's because I grew up doing a, a bunch of dumbass shit and seeing people like, oh, like, oh yeah, so-and-so go rob this person. And it's like, you know, like seriously. And then and like, oh my God. And then being in situations myself where like guns are involved and like I could die. And I'm like, oh my, and that like fucked me up and then scared me about the world. And you know what? I think it's a fear that probably is still there, but it's a fear that's overcome. Like I'm scared to go to the fucking store because there's some psychopath who wants to go in and shoot the place up. Mm -hmm, Straight mm -hmm. up, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm fearful of like, yeah, shit like that. Like intruders or this or that. Like, yeah, that it's a, it's a fear. But it's not a fear that holds me back. So mm -hmm. I guess it's it's something that anyone anyone could be afraid of, but I don't let it rule my life like it used to. Yeah. Now it's like normal. Like I used to freak out about planes and freak out way more than the average person. Now I ride it like the average person with maybe a heightened, you know, mm -hmm. uh, acute sense of like death. <laughs> right, uh, right. But, and the same could be said with that, with just the outside world. The outside world's a scary fucking place, man. Mm -hmm. It's super scary. It's also very beautiful. But I mean, there's people who, 
walk into a gas station and get fucking stabbed. Like, you know, and it's just, you hear about the craziest, scariest shit and you think it could never happen to you, but the truth is that it could. But therein also lies the thing is like, especially as a rapper, I'm not stupid. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, uh, uh, like you said, I don't wear diamonds and all this other stuff. This is the flashiest thing I wear. And don't get me wrong. This is like, yeah, but I'm not going to wear this without two motherfuckers who will rip your head off around me. Right. It's just true. Like, I'm not stupid, you know? And, um, you also don't want to, you also don't want to live in, a constant state of fear because there's going to be something that's going to freak you out. If you go to the gas station, there's 10 different things that could happen. Yeah. Somebody could come in and stab you. The gas station could explode. Oh, yeah. Someone could die in a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you can't, you, you can't overthink it. These fears are understandable. Um, they're relatable. They're, they're, it's just, it is what it is. But, but you, you also don't get to where you are without having overcome a lot of that stuff. Oh, bro, I'm, out of my, I'm out of my comfort zone 90% of the time. Mm. My comfort zone is, what is your comfort my zone? house. Yeah. I'm home. Like, you, your dogs, yeah. your Christopher Nolan movies. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Like, God, oh, but just being home. Yeah. Because there I don't have to watch every little thing I say. There and I nothing's expected to, of you there. Yeah, I'm just, that's I'm the just other I thing. just get to be Bobby, dude. It's mm-hmm. the best. But when I go outside, it's like uh, Superman changing. Like, I forget. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's who I am. So I go in the in public and it's like, if I do one wrong thing, then that's terrible, mm. you know? And that that's something that's like fucking insane, you know? That's a fear that comes with the territory. That's a fear that comes with being so in the spotlight that, yeah, yeah you're afraid but of I've saying you're it. doing the wrong I've thing. But I've let it. I'm now, I'm like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. I've had songs that didn't do that good. Uh, this, relationships that didn't work out, all in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult. And it, 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 was, it was something that was hard. But then you realize, like, who gives a fuck? Right. That's the biggest thing. Like, why does it matter? Why do you care if people like you or think you're a good guy or a this or a that or blah, blah? Like, it doesn't matter. That's your own fucking business. And people are going to make up whatever they're going to make up about you. I've struggled for years with, there's something that an old mentor of mine when I was a musician back in the, when Reagan was president, um, I'll tell you about him later. Uh, he used to say to me something I still struggle with this day because he, he was an extremely free person. And I would always ask him, you stuff just sort of, stuff that sticks to me, stuff that I can't stop thinking about, stuff that, that I obsess over, Bounces it just off. goes right yeah. by you. What's yeah. the secret? And he told me what other people think about you is none of your business. And if you can understand that, you can understand freedom. And I still, to this day, am not operating in that place of freedom because I I still care too much about that stuff. Mm. But I see you in the last few years getting to that place of freedom and going like, there are people whose opinions I care about and I'm gonna listen to them. But if I allow myself to be ruled by this mob, then it's only gonna hinder my art and it's going to fuck with my head and change the way that I do things. Yeah, if 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 so and so at fucking whatever publication, you know, who gets off essentially on gossip rap media says x y and z about me, well fuck them. Who gives a shit? Now if Sway, mm. you know, from Sway in the morning is like Yo, that album wasn't really. I'd be like, "Fuck. I care about what he Somebody says." Somebody that exactly. But yeah. here's the thing. It's like you got these like people chasing headlines and clicks and creating memes and doing all this shit but you got OGs you got the fuck you got Wu-Tang Clan like salute bro you know and Nas and and like incredible OGs uh fucking Jay-Z I met Jay-Z he's like yeah. keep, keep doing your thing bro I'm like fuck like that's what mm-hmm. matters to me but but that's what I'm saying is like all the people I love care about revere respect look up to idolize love me mm. 
Eminem shouted me out in his fucking last album. Like, yeah. What? That's crazy. Like, yeah. So you got to also think that, like, what, what really matters the most? But even it's like, well, fuck all them, too. Do I, am, I, do, am I a good person? Yeah, because if my they turn like on me, you. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you still got to do it for your happiness. But, no, nah, for real. It's I, cool. I, I care about like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got some time off right now, sort of. Yeah. You're sort not of. you're not touring for a little bit. Yeah. After grinding for yeah. the last several years, how does it feel? Oh, it feels great. It's so dope. It's Do really you miss nice. being on the road, no. or is it nice? It's, it's healthy. It's, no, it's a healthy thing because it's okay. like there's like post like tour depression. That's mm -hmm. a real thing. You yeah. Know? The you're, end of summer camp. Yeah, you're so used to like getting up, doing this, doing that, doing this. It's weird you're excited to go on tour all year and then you go on tour and you're on for a week and you're excited to go home and never mm. go on tour again. That's yeah. like how it is. It's really yeah. funny. But uh, we've been really rearranging just like how like my tour is done and making it so much more easier, more efficient and more, you know, something really wanting to like being excited to go out and do again, which is really cool. Me being off, it doesn't mean I'm not working. I work all the time. Right. Um, you know, but there's balance to that and I'm excited. But I, I am excited to go back when the time comes. Mm. Yeah. You're very grateful yeah. for everything that you have and you're very grateful for your story. We didn't go into a lot of your backstory because you've covered that so much. In yeah, no, for sure. Amazing. If anybody hasn't seen the Rapture documentary on Netflix yeah. that they did on you was fantastic. They snapped. I was in it. I'm not saying that's why it was such a big hit. I'm also not saying that. Um, is it important to you to maintain that gratitude? Oh, yeah, definitely. But Keep only, you... only personally. You know, what do like, you mean? Well, because like that's another thing. If, if, I'm, if I'm so focused on being the humble, uh, like uh, it's crazy. I've done interviews where I'm like, they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I explain like I brought up money. I didn't bring up money to say that, oh, I'm rich. I brought up money to say, okay, I have millions of dollars that is then dispersed in salaries and this and mm -hmm. that. I only bring up money either to, to uh, allow the listener or the viewer to understand that as a businessman, it's not all this money in my bank. It goes into mm -hmm. you know an account that hopefully these people working for me will then flush that money back in and so on and so forth. And then I would also bring it up to say, I am blessed. I have worked very hard. I have sacrificed so much that I could buy these shoes, even though it might right. seem stupid, or this watch and explain my reasoning behind it. However, in doing so, it's not the first time I've had this conversation necessarily. So it's like, oh, he's such a fucking asshole now. He's talking about his money or he's talking about his this or da da da. So you used to disclaim a lot so that you exactly. didn't come across that way. Yeah, now I don't but that's your thing is now you're, you're just more free. You don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, there's certain disclaimers for sure, 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's why I say, regardless of your political views, like, I don't fuck with Trump. That's just me. Yeah. I think it's so insane that I could say I don't agree with this man morally and how he's running our country and how he represents us as like a fucking mascot for the free world. Mm -hmm. And then somebody could be like, oh, that, what the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. But the crazy thing is, why, why is that? Why is it that you can have, uh, you know, a man here and a man here who both have a family and they both like the same sport and they both enjoy similar pastimes and they're best friends and they could be best friends and they have all these things in common, but he likes this God or this president and he likes this God or this president. So it's fuck you. Keep your kids away from me. Da, 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 da. And that's, that's, what's, that's what's caused what's happening right now anyway. Exactly. Is the, is the division. So when I say things like, well, regardless of your political beliefs, I just put that out there because it's like, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's just fucking on Twitter all day, like, fuck Trump and blah, 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 da, 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 which is fine. You can just say whatever you want, but I, I just believe, like, I have my own views on life. 
And whether you agree or you disagree, we shouldn't kill each other because mm. of it. We should be able to respectfully say, hey, this is what I believe in. And then you go, hey, this is what I believe in. And if we are so fucking opposed, we should go, you know what? Let's not really talk about this. Seriously. Like, it's like I, Thanksgiving. I, yeah, I know how you feel. You know how I feel. Man, let's fucking eat some cake. Mm -hmm. Let's play some video games, smoke some pot, mm -hmm. have some fun. Like, yeah. the, the world isn't like that. Yeah, you're not, you're not afraid of saying how you feel about certain subjects, but you also don't, dive into the political climate and add your voice to that in a way that a lot of other people are. Is it because you don't want to add to that division, but you also, you have a pretty, you have a pretty specific message and yeah. it's more important to you to get that message out. hundred percent, which to, is equality. Because the president's going to change within the next four to eight years. Yeah. So for me, so for you, it's like, why would I, why would I spend my time like trying to I'm not trying to put, push my political views, my religious beliefs, my this, my X, Y, and Z on another person or a community or the world. The only thing I'm trying to push on everyone is just positivity and love. Mm. So it's like, but I also believe I, sh I, I have the right to say how I feel about something. That's why I can be like, yeah, I don't fuck with Trump. But this guy could or somebody behind the camera could or whatever. And I also would not want them to feel disrespected. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm like not fucking with it, but it's like you're a cool person, man. Like I don't want you to be like, oh shit. Like yeah, you know, you're like, separating the person from their yeah from some of their ideas. Yeah, which is it, it is what it is, and we could fucking get into that and talk about that forever. But it's just like, look, man, I'm not really big on disclaimers anymore. I used to always mm -hmm. do that shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, this and that and da, 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 and all this stuff because I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted. I didn't want these things to hold me back or this or that. But I've realized like it like you can give all the disclaimers in the world. Somebody's gonna find something. They're gonna find something, man. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. gonna find something to hate or try to like exploit or whatever the case may be. It's like that's insane. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's wild. It's the world we're living in right yeah. now. And I don't blame you for taking a step back from the social media aspect of it yeah. at all. That's what's on here's another thing that's so fucked up. We are so addicted to social media that I retract from it for my own personal health and happiness. And I have people texting me, yo, you okay? Yeah. Are you all right? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you fucking, fucking posting ice cream cones and shit and blah, 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 and making fun of your friends and having, having da, da, da. Like, are, are you, no, nah, motherfucker, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> are you all right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I hate social media. I'm addicted. Like, that's like, right. yeah. that's like the thing. Like, it's insane. Um, but, yeah, and then they're in too. It's like you can't just say how you feel. Like you can't just go and make a tweet and just be like, "Hey, this is how I feel." It's it's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, It'll be picked apart and dissected, and someone will. What you end up having is a bunch of people telling you what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> how are you gonna tell me yeah, what the fuck I meant? With uh, I remember you know height of Black Lives Matter movement. I've said this a million times, and I've talked to you about it. this. Was a mm -hmm. big thing, and you know I wasn't hashtagging Black Lives Matter because I was like, oh, I one hundred percent agree with that statement. I believe in it. And all that's happening with, you know, police violence and all this shit is not fucking okay. But you got some, like, you know, hipster chick hitting me up. Like, what are you scared? Are you not really black? You're not going to hashtag Black Lives Matter? And I'm like, fuck no. Because it's hashtag this and it's hashtag that and it's hashtag one fucking month it's this it's and the next it's lot, that. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a whole album about it. You're going to stay constant. And I'm going to talk. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let it live forever. And I made an album, everybody. And I didn't just talk about you know, what was going on in the black community or with police brutality. I was talking about gang violence, uh, drug abuse, uh, uh, sexual assault, um, rapping from all these different perspectives of life, rapping finally for the first time ever professionally on an album about my own race. 
and, yeah, and people the, didn't really yeah, and the thing that. that everyone took away from this amazing album about where we are and politics and love and life and race and religion and this and that and then they they turn it that because three songs I finally stand up for myself and I'm sick and tired of constantly being called white rapper white rapper white rapper yeah. and I stand up and go yeah I'm black and white and I'm proud of who I am and mm-hmm. here's my story and then I'm turned into a meme and made fun of it did you know Logic before. was biracial yeah that whole thing like, <laughs> which is funny like yeah. it's funny like yeah. that's cool but it's fucked up as a society that I make an entire album about where we are as a, as a not only a country but where we are in the world including social media and addiction mm-hmm. and all this stuff and that's not what's discussed that's not what's discussed on the cool blogs you know and that's not what's discussed in the cool circle but then I'm on CNN and I'm on you know I'm on Ellen and I'm on these Tap major the platforms yeah talking about the real matters at hand which is beautiful but it's crazy that this sect of people that I wanted to be accepted by you know are like totally looking that over and they're like oh all he's talking about is being black and white which one in itself it's like not fair because no I didn't that what that wasn't everything and it doesn't matter because you didn't even listen to the album but the real thing is I say this all the time Kendrick is a, a beautiful black man who talks about fucking being black all the time as he should so why can't I talk about my ethnicity my race and my personal experience when it comes to that because you look white you said it yourself. So there it I is. I think so. No, that's it. It, it. it totally is. But then it becomes this whole racial discussion. Now there's a bunch of fucking fuckboys in the comments talking about this and focusing on this rather than all the, the plethora of other amazing topics that we discussed. Mm-hmm. It's because it's what clicks. It's what hits. It's what this. It's what that. Um, but at the end of the day, this is why I don't give a shit about disclaimers anymore. Just yeah. say how you feel. And honestly, if it comes from the heart, like, it doesn't matter. People can try to twist whatever they want. They can twist it anyway. I mean, it's, you know, it's fucking insane. It's like... Mm. You know, I get divorced and somebody thinks, oh, there's headlines. He cheated or she's a gold digger. Or he this or he that. No, it's just two people who loved each other and it didn't work out. But we live in an era uh, where it has to be something. It can't not be something. It doesn't. Yeah, that that's the thing is I read 100 articles during that time and none of them were true. <laughs> Nothing. And that was weird because it's the first time that I've really been in a position where I, I know somebody that's that I actually know the story that yeah, all those yeah, articles yeah, yeah, yeah. are about. I'm going... It's not but true. we have to have we're we're, we're to addicted some. to knowing bringing why. down why. Yeah. people yeah down to what we believe is our level we need a salacious we need something that makes makes us go I knew that guy was a piece of shit like yeah. me but that's what's insane that's probably the hardest thing I ever went through hmm. and I won't go into it too no too, you don't have too to much, whatever you're but I do want to say like you know getting divorced in front of the whole world and being known as like a loving husband and this and that. And then it's it's like, it just shit didn't work out. And it was a private thing that we discussed and we made our statement together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people take that statement and go, ha! and they just throw it away. Yeah, it wasn't this, it's gotta it's be this. It's gotta be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And that was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with because it's like, I am a good man, and they're saying this, and they're saying that, and blah, 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 and, and then you realize, who gives a fuck? You know why? Because nobody's talking about it now. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody's talking Nobody about it Nobody gives no. two fucks. No, it was, a day, it was a day in the trades, and that's it. And that's it, and it doesn't matter. But it's weird to me, too, that that was the response, because for a guy who's so okay with being honest about this is what the thing, this is what the situation really yeah, is, yeah. you're like that with all these different issues in your life. Why would you lie about this other thing and say it's about this thing it's not? You're okay with yeah, being transparent. Doesn't make sense, yeah. Yeah. Are there any, I'm going to use this term loosely, I don't want to say issues. Are there any subjects uh-huh. that you haven't tackled yet? Let's, 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 uh, let's restrict it to music. 
Are there any subjects yeah, you haven't tackled in music that you still want to, that you go like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna talk about this, because you're getting older, a lot of the stuff that you know you used to deal with and rap about, you're finding tools for and stuff like that. So I can answer this by saying I'm working on a whole album about it. Right really? Now. Yeah, because I, I had to ask myself, and I won't get into it, because uh, it's not time for that, I got other shit I got yeah, to do yeah, first. Yeah. But there's things I had to ask myself like, about insecurities and vulnerabilities and all my biggest fears in music well, fuck it, let's just put it all out there. Mm. You know, I've never actually talked about my own depression or thinking about suicide or this or this or blah, blah, blah from me, like my my perspective. Not that I think about this, but just the thoughts, these intrusive thoughts that can come and then why they come and how come they are. It's like I've, I've decided to take a lot of the shit that I've said in interviews and shit that I've been scared to say in interviews and just put it all on, on, on an album, every song, every track, and just have fun with it. From I'm scared of failing, I'm scared of, you know, just falling off the charts to uh, I got fucking million dollars in my safe, bitch. Like yeah, just everything, like yeah, just yeah. putting it all out there, and yeah. just being myself. Where's that safe located? It's at uh, what's your address? <laughs> Look at it. It's at my house. It's at your house. Shit, I had no idea. Yeah, man. Um, I don't have a million dollars in my safe. No, oh, that sucks. You shouldn't. That's not safe. <laughs> I know. That's, that's not safe. That's not safe. You should be in the mattress. Chicka, chicka, chicka. No, literally. Yeah, my money's in the fucking bank. Mm -hmm. Several accounts. In the Caymans? In the Caymans, dog. Where are the Caymans? I don't know. I, I know where the Caymans Everybody has their money in the Caymans. The Caymans? Why don't we all just go to the Caymans and rob everybody? We just gotta find out where they are. Is it like the Bermuda Triangle? You have to do a ship in the middle of the night to get to the exact thing? Thanks for coming, dude. Thanks, bro. Love you, man. Love you, too. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, dude. And I, uh, I hope uh, everybody watching had a good time. And enjoyed it, and... Uh, you don't need to talk to the camera, dude. I want to. Let me, I'm the host. Hey, guys. All right, wrap us I up. A lot send of us, send right. us out. This Do you remember the name of the Between show? Between the Sheets. Okay. With Brian. Brian, what's your what middle w name? W, I know, but what's it? William? Wayne. Wayne. Really? That's what I go. That's the one I use now. Yeah. Okay. Brian Wayne. Brian W. Foster. I'm here Wayne. with Brian Foster, and my name's Logic. You can Bobby? say whatever. Yeah, you can go by the people. Yeah. However you want to address the people is fine. My name's Bobby Hall. Mm. And uh, I hope that you've really enjoyed this time today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's making me a little emotional just because I really love this guy right here. And he's so nice, you know, and he's, we just spent so much time together and it's kind of crazy because I've just been so like elated by the fact that I could be here today. I just don't understand. No it. casting directors are watching. It's this. just a weird this thing. I'm not even, I'm not, it's not even like that. I appreciate you. And you know. Them or me? You. Okay. I had fun today. It was a great time. This is a meme now. Don't mess up the makeup. <laughs> Fuck it. Thanks for watching. Love you, dude. Is this money? Ah, oh, God. My thanks to Bobby for sitting down for such an in-depth conversation. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating or review for this podcast. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to love each other.